from the studio in Sun City, Arizona Boomer Radio presents Wealth DNA with Ron the Ronald Naraki. Wealth DNA gives you insights and methods for increasing your net worth. Ron's experience dealing with local and international markets give him insights that can be valuable to any investor. Now here's the host of the show, Ron Naraki. Merry Christmas and welcome to the Wealth DNA Radio Show. We're honored that you're joining us today. Now, when you heard me wish you a Merry Christmas, if you assumed I was still a little bit foggy early in the morning or that we pre-recorded this show, let me share a fact that seems to have been lost over the many years of commercializing Christmas. Christmas is, after all, a Christian religious holiday that lasts for 12 days. And if you include Christmas Eve, then it's 12 and a half or 13 days, just like Hanukkah is an eight-day event. Christmas is not an event for toy makers and retailers. Christmas Day on the fifth, uh, sorry, on the twenty-fifth, obviously, despite popular belief, is actually the first day of the Christmas season, not the last. Too many people think that the uh, twelve days of Christmas have something to do with the final two weeks of Christmas shopping season, but that's all part of the commercialization. There's actually nothing in the Bible that talks about celebrating Christ's birth, nor of giving gifts on Christmas. That tradition is usually attributed to the gifts brought by the three kings on the twelfth day, or is attributed to St. Nicholas, who gave gifts to poor children early in December. Incidentally, if you decide to follow the tradition of the three kings and want us to send us some gold, frankincense, and myrrh, we're okay with that. We'll even pay for the shipping. Yes, I realize our primary mission here is educating and saving investors. And there is a connection and reason I mention that history. You see, if more people in the world focused on the traditional meaning of Christmas and less on buying, giving, and getting gifts, then more people would be able to save money and build their wealth. Do you know anyone who can't pay their rent, mortgage payment, or credit card bills in January due to overspending in Christmas? Unfortunately, I know many such individuals, and I encourage each of them to listen to the Wealth DNA Radio Show, and if they are Christian, to focus on the true meaning of Christmas. Doing either or both of those things would help them get out of the financial rat race they're in. Now, some people would rather blame their employers, the level of minimum wage, or government entitlement programs than to take responsibility. Yes, I do realize I'm preaching to the choir since you and the vast majority of our listeners know how to save, budget, and minimize unnecessary spending, both seasonal and impulse spending. Although by sharing these thoughts, I hope to encourage you to help me remind others in your family and among your friends that doing what the majority does keeps them in the vast group of people who will never become wealthy. That's what the majority will never become wealthy. So they just stay in that majority. Now, we look forward to you and many more listeners letting us know that you're now millionaires due to the ideas, advice, tips, and emphasis on fundamentals that you got from listening to Walt DNA Radio Show. Now, in several of those cases to date, our listeners' financial success have been due to getting to know and working with some of our sponsors. So we certainly have to thank our sponsors who have helped defray the costs of putting the many great shows together and helped our listeners reach that goal. And I can only hope that there are a few listeners today who take this Christmas message to heart and adjust their spending to increase their savings. And if there are some people in your family that need that message, send them the link. You don't have to tell them. Just have them listen. 
regardless of where you are in the world today, whether you're tuning into this show or uh, show live or listening to the archive, I'm confident you'll be glad you joined us. We've decided to not invest a, invite a guest today, sorry, so you, your family, and I can chat and reflect on the past year and prepare for the coming new year. Kind of a fireside chat, except I don't have a fireplace here in my office. If you didn't gather your family around the radio player yet, you may want to call them now. What better way to improve your finances in 2016 than to have some accountability partners in your family keeping you on track? On today's show, we'll focus on some of the key learning from our many great guests this year and share some suggested reading during the holidays and the new year. To be uh, Now, we have this tradition of using a quote to set the stage for the final show of 2015. Here's one that I thought fit very nicely. Be thankful for what we have. You'll end up having more. If you concentrate on what you don't have, you will never, ever have enough. Let me repeat that. Be thankful for what you have. You'll end up having more. If you concentrate on what you don't have, you will never, ever have enough. The source of this quote may surprise you. It certainly did me. Oprah Winfrey, a wealthy TV personality and entrepreneur. I guess... She knows. Today is Monday, December 28th, 2015. It's the fourth day of Christmas. It's 9.05 a.m. in Arizona, 10.05 a.m. in the U.S. Central Time Zone, and 17.05 in continental Europe. Today is the only day ever like it, and this show is the final one for 2015, so we'll do everything possible to make it a great one. You're listening to Wealthina Radio Show. I'm your host, Ron Naraki. The show airs every second and fourth Monday, 9 a.m. in Arizona. Now, I certainly hope you can join us each time we air, but if you miss a few shows like the ones that I'll mention today or you want to re-listen to them, you can find them on the archive. Just go to wealthdna.us where we list each of the shows, both upcoming and archived. Now, if you have a problem finding a show, feel free to, feel, hmm, yeah, let's try that again. Feel free to contact me, ron at wealthdna.us. I'm so excited about all the stuff we're going to talk about today. I'm just getting ahead of myself. Our sponsor today is BI Solutions Corp., a residential real estate fund in the Phoenix Scottsdale area. Incidentally, in the last segment of the show, I'll share the Christmas present they gave a family and the opportunities that one present provides for at least two more parties, an investor as well as a home buyer. Time allowing, I'll share a second Christmas present they're providing another family prior to the new year, so literally in the next couple of days of Christmas, which also opens another opportunity for investor. So stay tuned. The U.S. equity markets, uh, which uh, are up over 2.5% since our last show, are off to a negative start. Asia was, I'll call it, wildly mixed, anywhere from down 2.5% up 0.6% overnight. Europe, which is just closing, is down. Brazil is down. And I thought it was going to be a quiet week, but with the activity in Asia, I think it won't. It will be just as exciting as it has been for the last month or so. Is it time to do more selling than buying after this recent market sprint? We'll cover that in a lot more detail on our next show. But in the meantime, I will share that I'm fully invested after the last stock market dip. So I've already placed my sell orders, and incidentally, I've never lost money taking profits. The advantage of joining us for the live show is you get to ask questions or make comments either using the chat window below the radio player calling me. But if you're listening to the archive, don't try them. Neither will work. Trust me on that. I've tried it. So let's dig 
in and cover as many of the 20-plus shows this year in the next 45 minutes. Our first show was What Will 2015 Bring with H.L. Quist, also known as the Mythbuster. Since he'll be back on our next show, I won't cover too many details, but the biggest scare he gave us was related to the bail-in. The IMF, the International Monetary Fund, is planning for a financial reset where the SDRs, or strategic drawing rights, would be changed and used to create a new world currency. A very dramatic change. Although this seminal event he felt would happen in 2015 has not happened yet, a baby step in that direction was made by the IMF at the end of November. Did you read about it in the press? Did the financial commentators talk about the potential consequences? Probably not. A key reason you listen to the Wealth DNA radio show. And join us for the next show. We'll talk about that for sure. H.L. Quist also recommended a book during that show, which is on my 2016 reading list to better understand this concept, Death of Money by James Rickards. Our uh, second show, Rich is a State of Mind with Robert Jinyak, and third, we're on a related topic, Nutrition for the Mind with Kieran Sweeney. Now, most listeners join us to find the secret sauce, that one big tip that will change their financial future, ideally within a year with very little effort. Those same people attend and invest money in one seminar after another, searching for somebody's magic formula. The formula that made that person rich and or, let's try that again, that person rich. And just by learning, they'll go from poor to becoming rich without doing anything. But to paraphrase Dr. Wayne Dyer and a book by that name, change your thoughts, change your life. Unfortunately, you can't count on that happening in one year. Changing your thoughts and your mind takes longer. But what are what type, better time to get started than today? Incidentally, Dr. Dyer wrote a nearly 30 books, each with uh, sage advice, but personally I recommend Excuses Be Gone, and I can see clearly now. Those had a profound effect on my mindset and understanding his evolution of thinking. I only regret that we weren't successful in having him on as a guest prior to his passing earlier this year. I even made a trip to Maui with the intent of meeting with him and briefly discussing the topic and agenda he'd prefer for that show. Unfortunately, it didn't come to pass. But back to our guest for those two shows, I have Rich is a State of Mind by Richard Jignac. Let me spell that, G-I-G-N-A-C. And you can find all of these in our archive uh, to get the correct spelling. It's on my reading list. The book is written as a novel with a mystery component, a welcome change from the typical book of do's and don'ts. Now, I asked him for that one pearl of wisdom. He answered very logically, it's not one thing. It's a lot of things. Kieran Sweeney is a fascinating person who has trained over half a million entrepreneurs worldwide. Although our show focused on his book, Nutrition for the Mind, Kieran was also working on his next book, Buy Back Your Life. For our listeners who are entrepreneurs or want to break away for doing something else on their own, I highly suggest looking to some of the work and seminars that Kieran Sweeney has done, and still does. One of his books, Life's Golden Buckets, is a great young, uh, fo- a great book, I would say, for young folks to learn about good financial habits. Now, our fourth show 
investment, a.k.a. mutual funds with David Ninigian, where we step back to talk more about the most fun- frequently used, and I'd say kind of a fundamental investment product used by most investors. He's a great source on this topic since he teaches financial advisors about mutual funds and ETFs. The big carry away from that show, or several actually, were that one, mutual funds and ETFs get you professional management. True. With a very low cost of entry. Again, very true. You don't need 10000 or 50000 to get started. And thirdly, there are a great uh, they're a great way to diversify your portfolio since there are literally thousands of different mutual funds to choose from. That last positive is also a negative. There are now so many choices, it's hard to, for a novice to pick. During the show, David suggested a number of sources to help you choose to give you a positive alpha. You don't know what alpha is? Listen to the show. I highly suggest re-listening to that show for anyone getting started, and for that matter, anyone investing in mutual funds. Our fifth show was Dr. David, uh, Mark Davis, excuse me, Dr. Mark Davis discussing Obamacare DOA, dead on arrival. He's a doctor with intimate knowledge of the billing and health care insurance saying it's dead. It just will take time for politicians to figure it out. He really did confirm my suspicion that to truly reform health care first requires reducing regulations and the level of payouts on lawsuits, in other words, tort reform. If you're involved in health care, be, be sure to listen to that show. Our sixth show is one I recommend you re-listen It's called Invest with the Fed with Robert R. Johnson. Now, Professor Johnson covered the performance of a number of asset classes in various uh, policy periods. He calls them Fed policy periods. And, of course, the first step is to understand how he defines that Fed policy period and determine which we're in. So here's a book already on my credenza that just might be the perfect cure for a bad Fed ache. Invest with the Fed by Robert R. Johnson. Lots of historical performance data that you'll want to refer back to for decades to come. It really is a textbook and one you will refer to, not one you'll read just once. Now, the uh, next three shows, well, there were three shows uh, kind of not necessarily all in sequential order, but pretty close in order, were again on investor mindset, a very, very key topic and really part of the whole wealth DNA and the first D, the desire in wealth DNA, that first barrier that keeps people, most, most people from becoming wealthy. Investor behavior with Professor Victor Ricciardi and Rich Habits with Thomas C. Corley, and Afford the Good Life with Roger, uh, with, excuse me, not Roger, come on, Richard Melanson. That one's a tough one, French pronunciation. By the way, Richard is a CPA, and an exception to the stereotype of being introverted folks who don't communicate well. Again, some great insights during each of these shows, especially in the dramatic differences between the daily habits of the rich and the poor. So it's not one big thing. Again, it's, it's actually your daily habits. Those are described by Thomas C. Corley. From the time they get up in the morning until the time they go to sleep, there is a vast canyon between the rich and the poor. And by the way, he defined rich and poor not as the bottom and the top half, but literally uh, like the, the, the uh, top 10% and bottom 10%. So in my drawer, well, I'll come back to, I'll come back to that later on. Uh, there is a... Um, 
list of habits that uh, uh, were described that I do keep with me. Uh, Professor, boy, we are having speech problems here. As soon as we have a break, I'll grab some water. Professor Victor Ricciardi emphasized that we can't assume rationality in financial decisions. Unfortunately, emotions do become a factor. Now, whether they're your own emotions or your spouse's, hopefully that's one of the reasons you listen to the Wealth DNA radio show, to regain some of the objectivity and reminder of the fundamentals. For those still looking for the secret sauce or secret formula, I think adding their three books to the reading list would save you a lot of money on more seminars and mentors. Almost any investment of methodology that's proposed by these gurus out there in these seminars can work if you're willing to work. But to succeed, you need to raise your wealth DNA, which starts with a decision to do whatever it takes. Many say I'm just lucky and Maybe they're right, but I found the harder I work, the luckier I get, while others want to find luck with no work. Hmm, Maybe it'll happen. Well, let me remind our listeners, you're tuned to the Wealth DNA Radio Show. I'm your host, Ron Naraki, and I look forward to you joining us every second and fourth Monday. Our sponsor today... BI Solutions Corp, a real estate fund in the Phoenix Scottsdale area, a great company to change your financial future. If you've missed some of the prior shows, especially the ones in 2015, or if you want to re-listen to them, we maintain an archive of shows on www.wealthdna.us. Now, if you'd like to get an email reminder of the shows or have trouble finding a past show, just send an email to me, ron at wealthdna.us. We'll keep you posted about future shows and events. And a reminder, during the show, we welcome you to ask questions. There is a chat window below the radio player, or you can call in 917-388-4162. It's also at the top of the screen. After you dial in, you do have to hit a 1 to get to the producer. Let's move on to the next shows. And actually, between the three shows I just mentioned, there were um, two that I'd like to highlight one was Escaping Oz, and the escaping the S's with a dollar sign, with Jim Mascara, who, using a Wizard of Oz format in his book, clearly describes the economic fundamentals in a way that everyone can understand. He shared with us some of the economic laws from that book. Let me give, give a couple examples. Number one, credit is confidence. Or another way to say it, credit gives credibility. But the second, deflation, is just the opposite. It's a lack of confidence, and that's why prices tend to go down. He also talks about investment laws and some of the problems facing the world economy. One of the investment laws I need to improve on is having a market, uh, I mean a plan, uh, market, come on, a plan for taking profits. I tend to be more optimistic than I should, opportunities, not optimistic, I am optimistic, but more opportunistic than I should be. So having a plan how are you going to take profits? We also had Michael Orr, the expert on the Phoenix area residential market, back to share the state of the housing market. And the bottom line, all indications are very positive for real estate investors and the housing market, unless, of course, the government steps in to help. A key indicator that uh, of that is that prices are likely to continue to rise is the demand is pretty normal. But very few homes are being listed for sale. That imbalance will drive prices up. Now, driving them up may bring in more sellers, although if prices rise very rapidly, and they could, 
as we saw a few years ago, sellers may decide to wait since selling the property could be worth 10, 20, or 30% more next year. The key concern he raised is the lack of affordable housing, since housing prices and rents are rising, but wages are fairly flat. This is a very real concern, and as real interest rates rise and they're just getting started, fewer and fewer people will be able to afford buying or even renting a house. Since, by the way, the uh, home buyer, the investor on a rental, also has to buy and pay higher rates, so guess what? He raises the rent. An opportunity for a new business model. The next billionaire could be, be bo- could be born if they crack that code. Next, we had a series of three shows on OPM, Other People's Money. Two of them were replays of shows we did in 2011. Admittedly, part of the reason for the replays was my travel schedule and workload. But it was also due to how important and underappreciated the use of OPM is. Now, part of the reason for that is well-intentioned financial advisors and authors focus on the benefits of eliminating debt and being uh, debt-free. My favorite question I attribute to Stuart Gettner, who will be on a future show, would you rather be debt-free or financially free? And I'd love to have Susie Orman or Dave Ramsey on to answer that question. The use of OPM is using debt to your financial advantage. So those two messages conflict. But is one of them right and the other wrong? Well, each investor has to decide for themselves, and actually each person, not just investors. Let me share my viewpoint. Both are good. Eliminating debt is great for people who will never be wealthy. It allows them to reduce expenses, save, and own some assets free and clear. And OPM, specifically the use of low-cost debt to invest for a higher return, is great for those with strong wealth DNA, like you and the majority of our listeners. With OPM, you multiply your net worth rather than adding to it gradually as you save some of your income. The third show was OPM and Infinite Banking with Thomas DeShooter, who described a concept using life insurance and its cash value to create your own bank. Now, wouldn't it be nice to get a loan where you pay from one pocket and the payment flows back into another pocket of yours? Well, it is possible. But the best time to get started, as usual, is 20 years ago. So don't expect instant results unless you already have some cash value accumulated in a life insurance policy. But well worth considering this concept. Now, intermixed with our shows on OPM, we had two shows related to bankruptcy from very different angles. The first was avoiding the value trap with Andrew Sather, who is a um, who he developed a methodology that he uses to uh, to research companies and decide which ones are likely to go into bankruptcy looking at historical publicly traded tra- companies that went into bankruptcy. The second show was bankruptcy from an investor's perspective with David Knapper, where we talked about the various scenarios where investors can be affected by someone else's bankruptcy. I would submit that it's not, um, that I at least am not well-versed in in bankruptcy, and I think most people are not unless they've gone through it, but even then they know about one aspect. But David sure made it at least simpler to understand the various types of uh, bankruptcy, both corporate and personal. 
It's rare that investors actually file for bankruptcy, but we're often affected by bankruptcy. One of of our stocks or investments or debtors files for bankruptcy. These two shows definitely give you some tips to minimize that likelihood. Now, we had another timely show, much like the one with Professor Bob Johnson earlier in the year, Bonds the Name, with Laura Deegan. Lauren deals with uh, bonds on a daily basis, so I was surprised that she was so optimistic about bonds as an investment today. Maybe she earns a commission. I respectfully disagree with her optimism and believe that bond investors will lose a great deal of their invested capital over the upcoming years unless they own individual bonds and plan to hold them to maturity. Maturity. Try that word again. Well, that's one more time. Maturity. But holding a bond, paying 5%, let's say, for the next 20 years, and having inflation eat away at the buying power of your monthly interest payments, monthly or quarterly, is hardly something I would look forward to. I'd rather have the ability to obtain a higher yield as interest rates rise. Now, who's right, Laura Deegan or me? Well, we'll need to wait five to ten years for history to be the judge. Personally, I exited the bond market back in 2008. Okay, I'll admit it was very long before the first Fed interest rate increase just a few days ago, but I haven't regretted it. The fixed income portion of my portfolio hasn't had the small capital gains the bond investors have had, but I've been able to invest in short-term private mortgage loans, paying a far higher rate of return than even long-term bonds during the last seven years. So I got a better total return with much lower volatility. And I have a hedge against rates rising. Now, I suspect many bond investors will want to understand how they could do the same as their bonds dwindle in value. Keep listening. I'll share one or maybe even two examples shortly. Additionally, I just heard um, literally last week that there's another unintended consequence of the Dodd-Frank Act, which will be detrimental for bond investors. Most of the effects are on the housing market. If the bond investor chooses to exit bonds as their values slide, they may find that there's no liquidity and thus no buyers to sell to because of this ridiculous legislation. Obviously a topic we need to cover in 2016 and plans are being put in place. By the way, Dodd-Frank is so bad that even U.S. President Obama noticed Now, the alternative to bonds I just described is one of the many we talked about in the very next show, Understanding Alternative Investments with Steve Todd Walker. And if you missed our shows in in prior years on various alternative investments, this show may be a great starting point. He appropriately calls alternative investments as the third leg on the stool. Now, if you build your stool with only two legs stocks, and bonds, no matter how diversified geographically and by market capitalization, that stool will be very unstable. And that reminds me, here's another book on my reading list, Understanding Alternative Investments, by Stephen Todd Walker. He deals with a large number of high net worth individuals and companies with funds to invest, so he's dealing with these alternative investments on a daily basis. I think he'll be a good book. We covered another vehicle to invest in those alternative investments in the very next show, crowdfunding locally with Marshall Saunders. 
gee, it's starting to sound like Cindy, our scheduling manager, helps us schedule these shows in kind of a logical grouping. Well, Marshall has been extremely successful at helping accredited investors invest locally and thus impact their local economy, secured by real estate. How likely is it that investing on Wall Street will have a positive impact on your local economy? To date, it's been limited legally to accredited investors. This is the uh, platform that Marshall Saunders credit, but will change very soon. Again, more on that topic in 2016. Now, although his crowdfunding platform is also only available in the Midwest currently, he may have created a formula for national and even international success. We'll have him back on, I'm sure. For those of our listeners who feel they're always a day late and a dollar short, the show I did on Kairos Moments in Your Life just might be what you need to change your mindset. So often we focus on the things that didn't work out, that we lose sight of the wonderful things that have happened in our lives. They are, after all, the events that shape who we are. I use examples from my own life in that show, but I encourage you to develop a list of the Kairos moments in your life. Incidentally, it would be great to send me a copy. I'd love to read it. Maybe we'll even share a few anonymously, if you'd like, with our audience in future shows. Now, in November, we discuss Millennials' Investing Habits with Philip Rakusen. I think I got it right this time. I don't know why I'm having trouble with his name, Rakusen, uh, which is a fascinating analysis of how these younger folks approach investing versus prior generations and how they gravitate to the Internet as both a medium and a source for ideas. I just realized the, we're going to have to uh, turn the heating system down because it's kicking in. It's a cold morning here in uh, in Phoenix, so with the heating systems kicking on and making a little noise, so my apologies, that should kick off here in just about a second. But anyway, back to it. Millennials um, look to the Internet and, and everything electronic and uh, easy to find as kind of a uh, both a medium and a source for ideas. So crowdfunding seems to have come around at an ideal, ideal time, or maybe millennials were born at the right time. I predicted that I predict that I will see more uh, money from millennials flowing into crowdfunding than from baby boners and Gen Xers. Although the platform for investing locally that Marshall Saunders developed, again, a crowdfunding concept, might appeal to baby boomers since the investments are secured by real estate, as are those done by our sponsor. Now, on our last show, we covered a very timely topic, year-end tax planning with Jocelyn Wright. Although it was late in the year to make some major changes to your tax bill, there is and was at that time still some time to make a difference. Today is, by the way, the absolutely last day to sell stocks to recognize the gain or loss in 2015. And with that, I can't even guarantee your broker will view T plus 3, transaction day plus 3, which is the um, cash out period of who will, as occurring in 2015. So check with them before you sell to take advantage of it. But if you are going to do some last minute tax planning, today's the day to sell stocks for either a gain or a loss, depending on your tax situation. Today and the rest of the week, I'll be working on Roth conversions, donations, HSA contributions, and IRA contributions. Now, if you're wondering why I do both a Roth conversion and a um, IRA, IRA contribution, 
rather than contributing just directly to the Roth. There are actually two potential reasons, but in my case, it's to get maximum flexibility of changing my tax bill by October 15th when I have all of the numbers compiled. You say, what flexibility? What do you mean? You can change your tax bill still up till October, 20, uh, October 15th? Yes. We talked about that a little bit on that show and in last year's show on tax planning. So, yes, I still have four months to deal with the HSA contributions and IRA contributions, but I'd rather get them done by year-end if I can. But the priority is on those Roth conversions and donations. Got to get those done. And uh, while I'm while I'm mentioning that, um, I also realized that I did not include in here a couple of the shows that I did on other stations. Uh, one of which was uh, kind of a fun one right at the beginning of the year with uh, Stuart uh, Venner. Uh, he's he's quite a character. That was a, a segment where we talked a little bit about uh, the uh, the business side of what I do. But if you're one of the listeners who just tuned in, you're listening to the Valtania Radio Show. I'm your host, Ron Naraki. If you missed the earlier part of our show, you can listen listen to it on the archive. Or if you missed prior shows, you can find them there. And that is on WealthDNA.us. All right, that covers most of the shows. We did have one, by the way, that was um, canceled because of technical problems, we literally could not get everybody connected. Uh, our guest and I were able to, to, to chat, but we weren't able to get physically onto the radio show. It just was not broadcasting. Their system was down back in New York. So uh, with that, that show will be rescheduled sometime at this point. We're hoping for first quarter, although uh, our schedule is filling up. All right, back to it. I mentioned uh, at the beginning that I would share a Christmas present our sponsor, BI Solutions Corp., gave a family. The family had a foreclosure filed against their home with the auction scheduled just before Christmas. They had no way to pay the past debt, so they'd be losing that home and be evicted soon afterwards. Now, earlier, let me give you a little background here. Earlier in 2015, I developed a methodology for our sponsor to contact people facing fish closure and to offer buy the home prior to the auction, if the numbers made sense, of course. If successful, the former owner's debt would be paid off and their credit would recover very rapidly. After a test earlier in the year, which uh, did yield some results, they started a direct mail program in October to about 200 people. Still a fairly small scale, and uh, we'll be expanding that time along. One of the people who responded was from this family I'm talking about. And here are some rough numbers for those of you who are trying to figure out whether this makes economic sense. The home is worth about $150,000 fixed up and moving ready or for sale. Uh, A mortgage of about $100,000. Past due mortgage payments of about $10,000 and um, past due HOA payments of about 8500 And I'll add these up here for a second. Um, $3,000 in closing costs, and yes, these closings tend to be a little more complicated, and since the seller is in financial um, disarray, the buyer ends up paying all the closing costs, and renovations of about 15000 to get it ready for a buyer, a total of 136500 So because there was a little bit of gap, BI Solutions Corp. was also able to pay the family $10,000 at closing. Sounds like a win-win, doesn't it? 
except, of course, our sponsor also has to pay the holding costs for renovating and marketing, so they've got to be pretty careful to make sure this still makes financial sense. But there is a family that would have been kicked out of their home, lost everything, had uh, their credit destroyed, who now has a Christmas present. That debt is being paid off, and they took $10,000 for moving expenses, some kind of rainy day money, as well as, of course, paying some of the initial deposits on uh, utilities and rent, and some of those deposits they'll get back from the former home. That's not, however, the end of the story. In the process of acquiring the property, our sponsor borrowed uh, 35000 for three years from a private investor at 6.5% annual interest rate. So that investor gets an above-market return secured by the property and insured with title insurance and property insurance. That's another win. The mortgage, by the way, that that three-year mortgage is extendable, and the lender could request a higher interest rate if market mortgage rates are higher than. Remember that interest rate hedge I mentioned earlier? Another win. But that, folks, is not the end of the story. Since BI Solutions Corp. has financing in place on that property, they can offer it to a home buyer who wants to own but can't get a bank loan. So then that home buyer, who otherwise had no chance of buying, wins. Now, I also mentioned I would suggest a um, reading list for you, both uh, for the holidays and into 2016, depending on how many you have not yet read. Well, I've covered a number of books uh, through this show when I summarize some of the shows we had and the books that our guests have written. But if you haven't read some of the books on my, let me call it my starter list for investors, I suggest you read them first. Incidentally, they're all available in audio format, my preferred format to take advantage of driving time. The first, by far, that everybody should read, and ideally as a youth, and of course I unfortunately did not know about this book until a few years ago, The Richest Man in Babylon. Let me repeat that, Richest Man in Babylon, and the author, which isn't uh, mentioned often since it's sort of a classic, right? is George Samuel Classen. It's a classic book from 1926, uh, written in, in a way that's truly a story, and yet using names from Babylonian times. So you'll find somewhat the uh, Middle Eastern tone to the book, uh, which makes it particularly authentic in nature with the richest man in Babylon. But the number one lesson before you can become a successful investor. Now, for most of our listeners, they've passed that stage, but I really think reading that book, if you have not before, will make you realize what you had done right. So many people do wrong, and hopefully you'll pass it on to many more people, generation after generation. The second book in my starter list is Rich Dad, Poor Dad, a classic, again, by Robert Kiyosaki and Sharon Lecter, written in a wonderful life story format. From the childhood until growing older, learning from two dads. And I won't, if you don't know the story, then you certainly have to read it. The funny thing is, when I poll people whether they've read the book, the vast majority in a room will have read it, or at least with among investors and uh, folks that I'm dealing with on, on a daily basis or in seminars. And yet, very few have implemented the concepts brought up in the book. And so if you have read it, go back and reread it. Re-listen to it, if that's an easier way to do it. And I think you'll see that there are still some things that you haven't fully taken advantage of. 
and in the tax management, um, I focus very often on making sure you have a company. In the in that book at that time, it were corporations. The LLCs were not so so common. Actually, may not have been around uh, in their current format. So he talks about having a corporation. Change that word to company. Comes up with the same thing. All right. Next on my list is the millionaire next door. A book written, I'm going to say, 20, 25 years ago by Thomas J. Stanley and William Danko, both professors, doctors. Uh, a book of somewhat facts and figures, and yet so interesting because it applies to what we're all trying to become, that millionaire next door. And most people think of, as they did when they started writing the book, that the millionaire next door was living in that big fancy house in that neat neighborhood. And the reason for the title of the book is they found that that typical millionaire is living next door in a typical neighborhood. Wonderful book, wonderful statistics, um, and at the same time, you can even forget each of the detailed statistics and get some really good messages, some of which I cover on this show pretty often, um, like the concept of um, uh, ISA, or Income Sheet Affluent, versus BSA, or Balance Sheet Affluent. Two different types of people. Uh, Both could be considered by some as rich or millionaires. They are strictly dealing with people who have the assets not just the short-term income. All right, next on my list would be The Secrets of the Millionaire Mind. That book is by T. Harv Ecker, Secrets of the Millionaire Mind. And now listening to that one, since it's read by the author, is uh, well worth it. He has a particular style. We are trying to get him scheduled in 2016 on our active list of of folks to schedule. have uh, been in touch with him, just haven't had that um, confirmation yet. Secrets of the Millionaire Mind by T. Harv Ecker. Here he talks about wealth files. And yes, some of you may not be familiar with T. Harvecker. He started this uh, Millionaire Mind intensive course, and, and they hold them all around the country in uh, in large cities. Uh, that's worth going to, but I found reading the book uh, takes less time than the three days of the seminar, less yelling, shouting, and screaming, and jumping up around, doing doing try to emphasize the point. The book really does hone it down. The only thing missing, and I've, I've done this for for our purposes, and when we bring them on, we may we may uh, put that up on the website, is to list the 17 wealth files he talks about. He doesn't do them in sequential order and say, okay, here's number one. Uh, so Secrets of the Millionaire Mind, T. Harvecker. Last on my starter list, The Millionaire Mind, not to be contrasted. So you've, one is Secrets of the Millionaire Mind, the, the other is The Millionaire Mind by Thomas J. Stanley. Yes, the same professor who wrote uh, or co-authored The Millionaire Next Door. What it is is going back and updating the information now that they knew who they're looking for and where to look. Again, wonderful messages, wonderful case histories. It's really the stories of individual people that... Um, Uh, not symbolize, come on, that uh, epitomize the points they're trying to make that really make that book. Uh, I really enjoyed it. Again, listening much easier than than reading. All right, that's my preferred sequence for someone getting started if you haven't read any of them. Now, if you have read some of them, going back and reading some of the earlier ones still makes a lot of sense. Now, I mentioned time allowing. I would give another example, and we have a little bit of time here. So, Let's share one more example of the Christmas presents our um, sponsor is giving. That will happen in the next couple of days. Back in, I'll get a little background again. Back in 2013, BI Solutions Corp. helped another homeowner remain in their home, which the family was about to lose in foreclosure. 
Now, since that time, the family's been living there on the uh, least owned program that BI Solutions Corp. has and accumulating additional equity toward the purchase. Now, since this couple is self-employed and banks are not making many mortgage loans, they want to own but can't get a bank loan. If that sounds familiar, you've heard that phrase before, you have in the first example. Now, a little digression here, because I made a statement that you may not take at face value, is that uh, banks are not making a lot of mortgage loans. Had we been able to air our show with Bill Clark on bank loan turned down, my statement that banks aren't making many mortgages uh, many mortgages would be clear. Unfortunately, we had to cancel the show for technical reasons, so take my word for it today and be sure to hear the full explanation during that show. Now, back to the couple and the Christmas present that's coming. After being on that lease-to-own program for two and a half years, they've accumulated more than 10% of the purchase price, and thus BI Solutions Corp., our sponsor, will provide them a private mortgage loan. Assuming all of the paperwork is ready, they'll be happy homeowners again New Year's Eve. That, however, is not the end of the story. BI Solutions Corp., borrowed $64,000, which, by the way, is 80% of their purchase price, for three years from a private investor at 6.5% annual interest rate. And it's deja vu all over again. That investor gets an above-market return, secured by the property, insured with title and property insurance. Another win. The mortgage is extendable and the lender could request a higher interest rate if the mortgage interest rates are higher than. Remember that interest rate hedge? I mentioned it earlier. Another win. Now, let's go back to um, something I talked about earlier. Will the bonds that Laura Deegan talked about earlier this year beat the performance of those private mortgage loans? Well, whoops, I'm sorry about that. Knocking equipment all over the, the, uh, the uh, desk here. Uh, will it beat those private mortgage loans' performance? Well, history will be the judge, as I mentioned earlier, but I've put my chips on these private mortgage loans rather than bonds and hold many in my personal portfolio. So let me wrap up a few of the things we talked about and set the stage for our next show. And yes, Pete, this will be the first show in history that we're ending ahead of time. I'm sure he's shocked. He is probably uh, giving up coffee for the rest of Christmas because he's so shocked. Anyway, hopefully the quote I shared at the beginning of the show is helpful during these 12 days of Christmas and in setting your 2016 resolutions. As Oprah Winfrey said, be thankful for what you have. You'll end up having more. If you concentrate on what you don't have, you will never, ever have enough. She's smarter later than I had assumed. I don't watch much TV, so I don't know that much about her other than being extremely wealthy and done extremely well and set up a number of different businesses. But that quote puts, puts a lot of uh, faith in, in, in her. Now, I certainly am thankful for all the blessings I have. Call it luck, if you will. Thankful for our knowledgeable, uh, our knowledgeable guests. Yes, our sponsors, of course. For you and each of our listeners. You see, I can't accomplish my objective of helping a million people become millionaires without each of you participating. And I'm confident the information we discuss on each of our shows will be helpful in your journey to become one of those millionaires. And remember, one of the best ways to increase your wealth, tune into this show twice a month. We'll share the investment fundamentals, some great ideas, and some insights related to topics no one else tells you about. Like that bail-in. We'll talk about that 
in our next show. Many thanks to BI Solutions Corp. for sponsoring today's show and sharing those presents. They are a residential real estate fund in the Scottsdale, uh, Phoenix area, and are helping many home buyers, home sellers, and investors build their wealth. The next Wealth DNA Radio Show will be next year, and I already mentioned it a little bit, the second Monday of January. Monday, January 9th, 9 a.m. Arizona time, same place, same time. Our guest, of course, will be H.L. Quist, the, also known as the Mythbuster. As usual, we provide the lineup of guests and topics on www.wealthdna.us, and there you'll find the archive of past shows. If you have some comments, suggestions, or questions on today's topic, you may find a, uh, uh, or if you have trouble finding any of the shows that I mentioned, just send an email to me, ron at wealthdna.us. We'll keep you posted about future shows and events. And by the way, the shows from past years are there as well. And we're, of course, rearranging and archiving for year-end, so all of them should be in the same um, same place by uh, the beginning of January. Happy investing and be thankful on your wealth-building journal. Journey. Boy, we are having trouble right up to the end. So, again, happy investing. Be thankful on your wealth-building journey. Thanks. been listening to Wealth DNA with Ron Naraki on Arizona Boomer Radio. Arizona Boomer Radio is produced by the Boomer and the Babe Incorporated and can be heard Monday through Friday. You can sign up for their online magazine at boomerandthebabe.com. To reach the Boomer and the Babe, email host at boomerandthebabe.com or friend them on facebook.com slash boomerandbabe. And on Blog Talk, you can friend them at blogtalkradio.com slash boomerandbabe. Follow their tweets at twitter.com slash boomerandbabe. Be sure to make the second half of your life the best half of your life. And remember, at 50, you're just getting started.